Blog Talk Radio. Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is July 23rd, 2018. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. So, over the weekend, I was asked 
about my list of politically correct gone crazy. And so I decided that today's show, I would continue with examples of political correctness gone mad. But before I do that, I posted, I was looking at, uh, I'd received a notification on Twitter the other day about a Twitter follower who was uh, going through a weight loss program and she had posted a video of her working out and the video was kind of like looking down upon her working out on a treadmill okay and she um well she has an ample bosom and while watching the video I thought well this is great that she's working out and she's posted a video of herself working out and, and trying to lose a little weight and stay healthy. That's great. And I applaud that. But frankly, all I'm all I can see are two boobies bouncing up and down. Her jumblies jumbling. I mean, cuz that's cuz I'm a man. I am a yes, I am a man, a heterosexual type A throwback man. And when a woman has a nice set of um breast, um, I tend to notice. And and you know what? It's not my fault. I'm a man. I'm an actual man. And yes. So that's all I saw. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't seriously, I can't help myself. But nevertheless, I made the tragic faux pas. That's French for mistake. Um, of announcing that, and I started with my 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 response was, "Is it creepy that all I can see in this all all I all I see in this um, video are some really nice boobies jumping up and down or some words to that effect?" And of course, I received a response from a man. Actually, or was he a man? I don't know. But his response, I didn't receive a response from from the lady in question. She had nothing to say about it or response about it. But the, the, the man, which is something I found interesting, his response was, yes, it is creepy. And it's highly inappropriate. And I thought, well... Isn't that up to the lady to decide that it's creepy and inappropriate? But you're a you're a dude. Why are you responding that it's creepy and inappropriate unless you're her dad or her boyfriend? Which I don't think he was either because I've known the lady for quite some time and I joke because I we're we're friends. I I, I figured I can joke with her that way, but I found that interesting. That a man would respond that way. I would expect that response from a, from a woman, but maybe he thought he was behaving like a like a gentleman. So let me ask you, my my listening audience, was it creepy for a heterosexual man such as myself, who, on his last physical, a couple of months ago, was greeted with the 
and informed that I am operating at 56 years old at 100% testosterone. My doctor stated that she'd never heard of any such thing. <laughs> I have, I mean, so is it inappropriate? Is it creepy for a 100% testosterone-laden, 56-year-old, heterosexual, type A personality man to notice a woman's breath when they're just kind of out there like they were? Is it creepy? Is it highly inappropriate? Or was it simply inappropriate for me to announce that that's all I could see? Perhaps I should have been a bit more discreet, maybe? You decide. Anyway, I've received quite a bit of, uh, of uh, quite a few emails and some Twitter stuff and and uh, even a few texts asking me to um, to follow up on my examples of uh, political correctness gone amok. Now, let me just say this. Can we be real for a moment? Just, just me and you, just between, just between you and I. Back, I don't know, in the seventies and the eighties, and I don't know, maybe even into the nineties. There was a time. When I could call up a transgressor and say, dude, if you ever do that again, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to come over and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whoop your ass. There was a time not so long ago when I could, I could leave that on a, on, a, on a voicemail. We didn't have text and emails back then. But I could I could leave a leave it on one of those little micro cassettes, dude. Don't ever do that again. I'll beat your ass. Now, now if I did that, that person could could press charges. And me threatening to whoop ass, just the threat of it, is is an actual crime. It's called issuing a terroristic threat. So now, I can't even announce that I'm about to issue an ass whooping. That's out. It's done. It's over. It's finished. I've got to just whoop the person's ass. I I can't announce it. Because, I mean... Because announcing that I'm about to issue an ass whooping, or to put it in text, or tweet, or <laughs> any way at all, I might as well just whoop the guy's ass. Because the, the the jail time is the same. I guess, I guess you know assault. Because now you know getting into a, a fight. Is can you you could if you start the fight you that's that's assault. What's happened to this world? When was the time when two men could just knock each other senseless and nobody would go to jail for it? There was a time when I could tell a guy I'm gonna whoop your ass and that was the end of that. 
either the ass whooping was issued or we came to some reasonable compromise. Oh, and if I had a girlfriend and my girlfriend said, you know, I I am just so upset with you. I don't I don't want to see you right now. I don't want to speak to you. In fact, I don't ever want to see you again. Now, you know, I know, or I knew that she was just mad. She was just upset. So I show up at her doorstep, you know, with some flowers and some candy or something like that, or maybe empty-handed on me, and say, hey, can we talk about this? And maybe she'll let me in, maybe not. You know, maybe she'll tell me to go away. And maybe I'll say, oh, honey, don't you be that way. Can't let's, can we all just get along? And she'll say, well, you know, I don't know. I need, I need time. You know, all that shit. You know how it works. Or maybe she just let me in. I don't know. It usually worked out where I get in. I don't know why. But nowadays... If a woman tells you, I, look, don't call me. I don't want to see you again. You better not call. And you better not show up at her house unannounced. Because you can kiss your ass goodbye. You're going straight to the clink with the bracelets on. Got to call your buddy. Post your bond. Because that's stalking. So now you're going to get a restraining order put on you. Or an order of something or other. Order of protection. That's what it's called now. It used to be called a restraining order. It's a big old mess. The world's gone crazy, folks. It's gone completely crazy. You got to watch what you say. You certainly got to watch what you do. Don't say this. It might offend so-and-so. Don't call anybody fat. Don't call a executive assistant a secretary. Don't call a janitor a janitor. He's a custodial engineer. Do not ever call a garbage man a garbage man. That's offensive. He's a sanitation engineer. (laughs) Man, the world has gone crazy. And here we are, those of us who are in our 40s and our 50s, we don't even recognize it. We're kind of like there's like like a frog in, 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 in a pot of cold water that you just put on the stove and gradually... The water heats up, and the frog doesn't even notice. The next thing you know, the frog is tits up and floating in the pot. That's me, your humble host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I don't even know what's going on, and I'm about to be tits up and floating in the water. But... There's hope. Gradually, I'm coming to the realization 
that the world around me is changing, and not for the better. Nope, nope, nope. Does free speech offend you? Are you offended by free speech? Is it okay for somebody to say ass? Fuck. Asshole. Dickhead. Gay. Can I say gay? Uh, No, not according to Microsoft. Xbox Live recently banned Josh Moore for violating its gamer's code of conduct. What's his offense, you asked, or what was his offense? (sighs) Filling out his Xbox, Xbox Live profile. You see, Mr. Moore lives in West Virginia, more specifically in Fort Gay, West Virginia. He lives in Fort Gay, West Virginia. Hmm. As Microsoft says, the word gay is always offensive. I kid you not. We know that I joke, but I joke not right now. Never mind that several, several U.S. townships incorporate incorporate the word into their names. Many people have gay as a first or last name. And some gay people identify themselves as gay. Nope. Matters not. Microsoft obviously had a wise guy in their employ. And he had to go. I don't know if he did. So despite a total lack of customer complaints, a total lack of customer complaints, Microsoft froze Moore's account and warned him that he could lose his prepaid subscription if he badgered customer service further because he complained that he couldn't get into his account. Fort Gay Mayor David Thompson even tried to intervene on his behalf, on Moore's behalf, but was told that the city's name didn't matter. The word gay was inappropriate in any context. As a result, Moore missed a search-and-destroy competition, and his team lost. Microsoft has since carefully reviewed the matter and reinstated Moore with full Xbox Live privileges. Wow. Translation. The story went viral, hit the web. Microsoft felt foolish. Hopefully, whoever that clown was got fired. In 2007, Santa Claus in Sydney, Australia. Santa Claus is in Sydney, Australia. Were forced to revolt for the right to say ho, ho, ho. 
the translation or the traditional laugh of jolly old Saint Nick. We know that. Ho 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 ho. Ho, 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 ho. It turns out that their employer, the recruitment firm, Westaff, that supplied hundreds of Santas across Australia, told all trainees that ho, ho, ho could frighten children and be derogatory toward women. Imagine that. Why, you ask? Because, according to Westaff, it was too close to the American, not Australian mind, not Australian mind. Listen, it was too close to the American slang for prostitute. Huh. Instead, the Santas were instructed to lower their voices and say, ha, ha, ha. Not, ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, ha. Westaff relented only after the story broke nationally, deciding to leave the belly laughs up to the discretion of Santa himself. <sighs> nope, 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 nope. I did not make any of that up. All right, you're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones. We'll come back with more of these glaring examples of political correctness gone way too far. People come to Internet Radio for any number of reasons. Among the reasons are perhaps they're tired of the pasteurized, homogenized news that they get from their TV. Or some may want their talk radio a little more raw. Well, that's what you get with Internet Talk Radio. Real people with real opinions that give you real conversation. It's not just daddy's talk radio. And it's for people who stay informed and a great way to share ideas and debate issues. Well, let's just say that Internet Talk Radio hosts don't sit in front of the makeup mirror before they go on the air. Internet Talk Radio is a fast-growing new media that allows folks to get around the dinosaur media. We Are America United is a network of patriotic radio hosts bringing you honest discussion and discourse that will keep you riveted all day. Check out radio.waaumedia.com. Correctness is America's newest form of intolerance, and it's especially pernicious because it comes disguised as tolerance. Political correctness is avoiding words or behaviors that exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. Basically, treating people with respect. It presents itself as fairness, yet attempts to restrict and control people's language with strict codes and rigid rules. I'm not sure that's the way to fight discrimination. I'm not sure silencing people or forcing them to alter their speech is the best method for solving problems that go much deeper than speech. Perhaps you've noticed that when the politically correct liberal rule makers decide to rename a group of humans they view as victims, they begin by imparting a sense of shame to the group's existing name. 
And so somewhere over the years, the word cripple has been discarded. No one mentions cripples anymore. That's because in yet another stunning attempt to stand reality on its head, cripples have been assigned a new designation, the physically challenged. The use of physically challenged is an obvious attempt to make people feel better. The idea being, as long as we can't cure these people, let's give their condition a more positive name and maybe it'll distract everyone. The same is true of the ungainly phrase, differently abled. I believe that if a person is going to insist on using tortured language, such as differently abled, then he should be forced to use it to describe everyone. You can do things I can't do. I can do things you can't do. We're all differently abled. It should be explained to liberals, patiently, that crippled people don't require some heroic designation. It's a perfectly honorable condition. It appears in the Bible. Jesus healed the cripples. He didn't engage in rehabilitative strategies to improve the conditions of the physically disadvantaged. Can't these liberals hear how unattractive this language is? How poorly it sits on the ear? Then there are those who don't quite measure up to society's accepted standards of physical attractiveness. The worst of that group are called ugly, or at least they used to be. The PC lingo cops have been working on this, too. And to demonstrate how far all this politically correct, evasive language has gone, some psychologists are actually now referring to ugly people as those with severe appearance deficits. Okay? Severe appearance deficits. Regarding people's appearance, the political language police already have in place one comically distorted term, lookism. They say that when you judge a person, or rather size them up, wouldn't want to judge someone, that would be judgmental. If you take their looks into account, you're guilty of lookism. You're a lookist. And those valiant people who fight lookism, many of them unattractive themselves, tell us that one problem is that in our society, those who get to be called beautiful and those who are called ugly are determined by standards arbitrarily set by us. Somehow there's some fault attached to the idea that we, the people, are the ones who set the standards of beauty. Well, we're the ones who have to look at one another. So why shouldn't we be the ones who set the standards? I would say the whole thing was stupid, but that's my next topic. So, it's important to face one thing about stupidity. We can't get away from it. It's all around us. It doesn't take a team of professional investigators to discover that there are stupid people in the world. This one. <laughs> But where do these stupid people come from? Well, they come from American schools. But while they're attending these schools, they never identified as stupid, which may be contributing to the problem. Unfortunately, kids, stupid or otherwise, come under a sort of protective umbrella we've established that prevents them from being exposed to the real world until at 18 their parents spring them on the rest of us, full grown. There are stupid kids. And I do wish to be careful how I negotiate the minefield of the learning disabled and the developmentally disadvantaged. In other words, those with special needs. All of these being more examples of this tiresome and ridiculous language. One of the terms now used to describe these stupid kids is minimally exceptional. Can you handle that? Minimally exceptional. Whatever happened to the old reliable explanation? The boy is slow. Some of the other children are quick. They think quickly. Not this boy. He's slow. It seems humane enough to me. But no, he's minimally exceptional. Political correctness cripples discourse, creates ugly language, and is generally stupid. 
This language renders completely useless at least one perfectly good expression. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, becomes, in the kingdom of the visually impaired, the partially sighted person is fully empowered. Sad, isn't it? Anybody remember the song uh, by Genesis, 1983, Illegal Alien, by Genesis? Okay, so Phil Collins is dressed up like, I guess, he's got a black suit on and a white tie. He's wearing a black, jet black wig, and he's wearing what appears to be a Mexican Fu Manchu Fu Manchu mustache, and he's singing a song, and and the video is depicting he and uh, two bandmates attempting to get across the border and get forged papers uh, and in, in order to sneak across the border, and the song goes, "It's no fun being an illegal alien." I tell you that it's no fun. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just just imagine that song being written. No, 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 no. Imagine that song being played on the air today. Right now, imagine the song Illegal Alien by Genesis, a hit. Do you hear me? It was a hit in 1983. Try putting it on the radio or even asking for it at your local station today. Wow. It's no fun being an illegal alien. 
Okay. This one happened a couple of years ago, folks. Administrators at a California high school sent five students home after they refused to remove their American flag t-shirts on Cinco de Mayo, the Mexican Day of Independence. That's right. Kids, you can't wear your country's flag in your country. At least it offends someone celebrating the holiday of a different country. The story began when Assistant Principal Miguel Rodriguez asked two of the five teens to remove their American flag bandanas. The boys complied, but were still taken to the principal's office for a chat. One of the boys told NBC, quote, They said we could wear it on any other day, but today is sensitive to Mexican-Americans because it's supposed to be their holiday. So we were not allowed to wear it. They're right, in a way. It might be a little insensitive to wear an American flag t-shirt or shirt on Cinco de Mayo. If you were in Mexico. And it is an important holiday. In Mexico, school district superintendent Wesley Smith later described the incident as extremely unfortunate and said the matter was still at that time under investigation <sighs> hmm yeah okay now that's just a little weird it's a little unfortunate too Another example, the Maine Human Rights Commission, Ms. Data Maine, has proposed banning inter- any gender divisions in public schools after ruling that under the Maine Human Rights Act, a school discriminating against a 12-year-old transgender boy. Now, is he... A former girl who is now a boy, or is he a boy transitioning into a pseudo-girl? I don't know. (sighs) 12-year-old gender boy, by denying him access to the girl's bathroom. I guess he's attempting to change his gender from boy to girl. So he wants to use the girl's bathroom. He's probably still got a penis, though, so... uh, I mean, I don't really know, but I don't know. Think about the last part. After denying him access to the girl's bathroom, as a result, in the near future, Maine schools, the schools in Maine, may have no gender differences... In sports teams, school clubs, bathrooms, or locker rooms. 
I would have loved to have had that at my school back in the 70s. Can you imagine some of the most beautiful high school girls come to mind right now from my school, Finger Academy in Chicago, Illinois, on the south side, 112th and Wallace? I can't, I, I, can I, I'm just, I'm actually salivating because I am a heterosexual male with 100% testosterone pumping through me at 56 years old, mind you. What an achievement. So, of course, I'm salivating at this time, considering some of the beautiful young ladies that were my high school classmates just lockering and changing in the locker room, in in my locker room, me right next to some of the most beautiful women while they changed into whatever they were going to change into. And I'm, well, of course, I'm doing the very same, letting it all hang out. I would have loved that, but I digress. So, how many horny main boys do you think are working on a transgender scam to get into the girls' locker room. Hint, it rhymes with all, because it is all. I would be transgendered all to be damned. So I could get into the girls' locker room and enjoy the scenery. If I were of that age, of course. The commission promises to issue guidelines on how to deal with the thorny particulars. Mm, No pun intended. I'm sure it'll make fascinating reading when we get around to it. The world has gone, or maybe it's just the United States of America, has gone crazy. Completely. (laughs) My goodness. All right. Political correctness has even touched my military. As you know, I'm a 33-year veteran of the United States Marine Corps. So political correctness has, or can have, deadly consequences even for the military at war. In November 2009, U.S. Army psychologist Nadal Malik Hassan killed 13 people, one pregnant, or was she parasitically repressed, as some would prefer, by opening fire on a U.S. Army base, all while shouting, God is great, in Arabic. A mid-s misappropriation of Muslim prayers, but used in the 9-11 attacks, of course. How could anything like this happen on a military base? Unbelievably, the Pentagon knew of Hassan's emails to radical imams and his increasingly bizarre policy recommendations for Muslims serving in the U.S. Armed Forces. Many co-workers and colleagues referred to him as a ticking time bomb. Red flags appeared everywhere showing that Hassan was seriously conflicted about being a Muslim in the U.S. military. 
But the Army's middle management ignored these signals because they were, quote, afraid uh, to be accused of profiling somebody, end quote. That PC fear undoubtedly cost 13 people their lives. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Can you imagine? It goes on in our student campuses. Certainly our student campuses. First, a student legislative council at the University of California, Irving, approved by 6-4 a resolution to ban the American flag from student government offices. The banners felt that those should be inclusive spaces, while the American flag has been, quote, flown in instances of colonialism and imperialism, end quote. And besides, get this, folks, freedom of speech in a space that aims to be as inclusive as possible can be interpreted as hate speech, end quote. So the American flag flying can be considered hate speech. The student government's executive cabinet promptly vetoed the resolution. Sanity prevailed in this case, and the school's administration called it misguided. But hundreds of academics, grad students, and undergraduates from around the country signed a letter in support of the Irvin Six, as they were called, arguing that the paraphern no quote the paraphernalia of nationalism is in fact often used to intimidate end quote the American flag. They're, they're, and follow me here. They're suggesting that the American flag paraphernalia of nationalism is, in fact, often used to intimidate. The American flag is used to intimidate. I wonder who, besides an enemy of a foreign government or a foreign government, would be intimidated by our flag. And that, quote, the resolution has drawn admiration nationally from much of the academic community, of course. Then there's Yik Yak, Y-I-K, Y-A-K, a social media site popular on many campuses that allows people to post anonymously the sort of idiotic and insulting nonsense that we've all come to expect in such anonymous fora. Yik Yak is, of course, controversial, and some schools have tried to ban it, 
in urging their own schools to do so. Louisiana State University student contended, contended that free speech, a quote, free speech is constitutionally protected. Hate speech is not, end quote. How does he, how does he, how do you, I mean, I don't even know where to, where to, where to go with that. Free, what's the, how does he know that, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so let me see if I can wrap my head around it, and you try it too as well. Free speech and hate speech. Uh, if I say, really, I really do uh, identify uh, with um, various genders across the spectrum. L B G T E F G H I J K all those letters. I, I really do I mean I really I really do identify that way. That's free speech. If I say what the hell what does L G B T mean? And then there's a Q in there and an R now been added to that. Did you guys know that? L G B and then there's L G B T and then there's a Q and there's an R. I don't understand that shit at all. What the hell has happened? Now, could that be considered hate speech? As recently, also recently, the student government at the George Washington University, I'm surprised that name hasn't been banned or there hasn't been some sort of a movement to ban George Washington's name or have his name removed from that august institution because George Washington owned slaves. I'm sure that's coming, though. I suspect. I don't know. I can't say I'm sure, but I suspect that eventually Georgie's name is going to come into um, come into view come under scrutiny soon. The way things are going? Yeah. Okay, so recently, the student government at George Washington University approved a measure requiring student leaders to attend LGBT sensitivity training regarding inter... the use of proper... Gender pronouns. A conservative student group, the Young Americans Foundation chapter at George Washington, declined to go along. YAF treats everyone with respect, said Representative Amanda Robbins, and doesn't need to be lectured on how to do so. Hell yeah. You can imagine how well that went over. The group, the campus L-G-B-T-Q-R-F-G-H-I-J-K group allied in pride responded that Young Americans Foundation refusal to use preferred gender pronouns should be considered an act of violence Mm-hmm. 
the Campus LGBT Group at George Washington University stated that the Young Americans Foundation refusal to use preferred gender gender pro pronouns should be considered an act of violence. The comment calls to mind the social justice kittens calendar, which features adorable kittens saying things such as, the conversation doesn't make me feel safe. And you're jeopardizing my well-being with your violent refusal to agree. The little kittens actually have little bubbles reading that very shit that you just heard come out of my mouth. That very absurdity that you just heard is actually on the social justice kitten calendar. Those poor little kittens have no idea what's being written above their cute little heads. This conversation doesn't make me feel safe. You're jeopardizing my well-being with your violent refusal to agree. Episodes such as these, folks, along with an increasing demand for, quote, trigger warnings, mm-hmm, trigger warnings, and campaigns to stamp out microaggressions and so forth, neatly illustrate the snake swallowing its own tail nature of political correctness. Its support for diversity produces demand for conformity. Its insistence on inclusivity requires it to exclude those who say swell with pride. At the sight of old glory, the American flag, its efforts to make the classroom a safe space have made classes unsafe for those whose views deviate from the campus norm. It deploys microaggression, coercion, and compulsion to punish such non-aggressive acts as the peaceful withholding of consent. I do not agree with what you're saying, you little pansy-ass, candy-ass moron. <gasps> oh, no. Your microaggression is making me feel unsafe. I've got to retreat to a safe space. You're jeopardizing my well-being with your violent refusal to agree and your inappropriate verbiage. I've got to retreat. I've got to retreat. You're making me uncomfortable. I feel so... I feel so... What's the word? I feel so... Offended. Well, God damn it, I'm offended too. I'm offended that somehow... This great country, the United States of America, has turned 
into a bastion for wussies. I can't imagine growing up in the 70s and even in the 80s with such candy asses that are being nurtured today and and, 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 and kowtowed to. I mean, seriously. (laughs) This, the United States of America has turned into a place where candy asses, safe space seekers, trigger people, LGBT, EFG, HIJ, Here's a trigger warning. It's coming. Y'all a bunch of pussies. You're a bunch of sheep. And I'm a wolf. I should be happy that there's so many of you out there. So many sheep. For me to prey on. But I'm not. I'm sad. And I'm sad because... I'm 56 years old in my time... He's almost up. And I will leave this world to you. A bunch of candy ass crybabies looking for a place to hide. A place to enjoy safe space. A place where You can run from trigger warnings. Or you can feel safe from microaggression. I suspect countries like Iran, China, Russia are just laughing their asses off right now at what America is turning into Pretty soon, with all these candy asses flourishing, being born every single day, America's going to turn into a nation of pussies. And you know what happens to pussies? Yeah, I don't think I need to finish that one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Our show's almost up right now. It's all, uh, you know, it is, is up. It's time to go. Please tune in tomorrow. Maybe we'll talk about this, you know, more. Maybe we'll move on to something else. I don't know. And right now, you're safe. Because there's still men like me. Wolves who protect the sheep. There's still a few of us left. So feel safe, America. Sleep safe and sound because the wussification of the United States of America, well, they're not in control yet. But they soon will be. And when they take over and run and hide to their safe spaces, y'all can kiss your asses goodbye. You've been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. 
Good night, folks. Oh,